Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Gut Punch Podcast. I am your host, Paige Kennedy, and I cannot wait to chat with you guys all today. But before we dive into this topic, I really wanted to drop a few recs because we're transitioning to fall. So with fall vibes being in full swing, I wanted to kind of chat like what to do, how to prepare, what's worth the transition period when it comes to what you're doing every day. And also, I wanted to really quick just take a moment to make sure to thank everybody for tuning in to not only this episode, but last episode. And if you have not already, go back and listen to the previous episode because that was my introduction. It's where I share a little bit about myself, how this podcast came to be, and kind of what to expect um, about from here on out. So with all of that being said, I wanted to make sure that I first started off with Hot Girl Walks because... I'm sure everybody has recognized how this became a super popular term this year, and one thing I personally focused on this summer was prioritizing getting my steps in each day. So working from home full-time makes it extremely difficult not to experience brain fog or lack of motivation because you don't necessarily have to do a full morning routine or even get like out of bed if you don't if you don't want to force yourself to. Um, and it, when it comes to getting ready to leave your house and going to an office all day, That's just not what working from home is about. So one thing I started incorporating to fight that lack of motivation or constant feeling of um, like or constant tired feeling as soon as the weather got nice was going on walks daily. Now, sometimes even multiple walks a day, because honestly, I just learned to love it and and to love to incorporate it. It's something that I like was excited about doing each day. So it has made a huge difference in my energy and focus levels. I usually go in the morning before work followed by another one in the evening after dinner. And the huge reason this is my favorite thing to do is because getting outside the first thing in the morning really wakes you up, makes you feel energized, and just helps start your your day great, honestly. And also walking after any meal influences and aids digestion, which is kind of why I like to go after any meal, but more so especially my last meal of the day, because that really decreases waking up with the bloating from the night before feeling. I also have a wide range of podcasts I like to listen to while I walk, and I kind of sent that as like my measurement for like how long my walks are, because I know that some of them are like 20 to 45 minutes, so I'll plug in one of those podcasts, and if Mitchell wants to come with me, we'll just walk up and down the main street in our neighborhood and chat. It's a gorgeous view, and it's something that I look forward to seeing every day, so that definitely makes it easier to want to go out there and do a walk, but... Either way, I highly recommend taking advantage of the rest of the decent weather and really getting those steps in because it will definitely impact how you feel both physically and mentally. And if you aren't someone who really enjoys walking outside or alone, I just say throw a podcast on or grab a friend, partner, or a pet to go with you, and that'll make it a little bit more enjoyable, hopefully. Now, outside of walking each day, I have been on a tea kick lately, which typically happens more towards the cooler months. So in the transition of fall, I really wanted to talk through this recommendation and just highly recommend getting in the habit of drinking hot tea. I love a good tea at night. It helps me like relax. It helps promote relaxation and is a favorite part of my nighttime routine. It really helps wind down before going to sleep and just kind of getting your body in that zone. So I have a wide variety of flavors at home, both loose leaf and pre-bagged teas that I could just drop in hot water. And a few of my favorites um, flavor-wise are green tea, chamomile, peppermint, or seasonal stuff in flavors like spiced robios. I think I'm saying that right. (laughs) And I'll usually add honey to my tea too for a flavor boost. I can't lie though. I love a good medicine ball tea from Starbucks, and I have caught myself looking for an excuse to go through and pick one up lately, especially with the seasons changing. 
For those who don't know me, though, this is so unlike me because I rarely spend money on stuff like that. I have gotten Starbucks maybe a handful of times in the past two years because I honestly just can't validate it. So to be able to enjoy the drink but also save the spending, I decided to get everything I need to make a medicine ball tea at home. And I'm super excited to start entering cozy season with my warm teas on my side. There are also so many health benefits to teas, which is why I think a lot of people like really like to drink them too. And it's one of my favorite things. The herbal teas, like they do anything from pain reduction to help with stress relief, balancing of hormones, boosting the immune system, relaxation promotion, and really aiding digestion, like I kind of mentioned earlier. So an example of a type of tea with great overall wellness value would be to start incorporating green tea daily. Finally, I have two TV show recs. I'm super excited to talk about these because I've spent a significant amount of time lately on these TV shows. Number one is a new favorite show of mine that's streaming on Hulu. It's called Tell Me Lies. By the time this episode airs, I will personally probably be towards the end of the first season. So for those who haven't watched it yet, it's a new TV series as of this year. And it basically covers a relationship between two main characters named Lucy and Steven over the course of eight years. And it starts while they're both in college. It's your typical first love romance story where the guy is older and going for a younger, typically freshman girl. So in this case, she's a freshman. She's year one coming to college. And I think he's a junior, if not maybe even a senior. And if anybody knows anything about this type of relationship, we all know that it creates an easy path for drama and lifestyle conflicts. And also, since it spans over eight years, it will definitely bleed into adulthood. And it seems like their relationship will negatively affect the mutual group of people connected to these two, too. So I'm assuming that's where like the issues or that toxic relationship can occur. I personally am a huge fan of a good messy love story, so it caught my attention right away, and it was also so easy to stay invested in. So like I said, that one's streaming on Hulu, and the second TV show I wanted to hype up is called Claim to Fame. This is also streaming on Hulu, which is really a reality competition series, and it's hosted by Kevin and Frankie Jonas. In this show, each contestant is related to someone extremely famous, and they all have to move in together. They're creating alliances and building friendships, and also at the same time, they're competing in challenges against each other because you're ultimately playing to win. So you're trying to eliminate these other players. The general goal is just to keep your identity a secret, avoid being eliminated, and win that prize money at the end. And it was so fun to watch because all of the celebrity relatives range from country music stars to pro athletes to actresses and producers. So I feel like anybody that watches definitely knows one of the famous people that these contestants are tied to, and that definitely keeps it interesting. Okay, so finally, for the last segment before we dive into the topic, what I am working on. I also kind of titled this section in my head, Page in Progress, because the point of this is to really change something in order to gain a better result. So I thought of this as like a healthy habit to be intentionally working on that you may not be the best at right now, but like with consistent incorporation, it'll definitely help you become a better version of yourself and to like ultimately change your mindset or your health, your happiness, whatever it may be. So whether it's going to change you physically, mentally, or emotionally, the whole point of this is obviously being on a wellness journey, you're constantly evolving and working on becoming a better version of you. So for me, this is getting enough sleep. This is what I'm working on. I am not a morning person, and I also am not a person that goes to bed super early unless I absolutely force it. So I seriously am such a night owl. Um, I've always struggled with insomnia and just staying up way too late for literally no reason. And I'm totally a nighttime scroller as well. 
I religiously hop on my phone and waste an hour plus at night just laying in bed scrolling on different social media platforms. Then I sit there and wonder why in the morning I wake up so groggy, tired, just out of it, or I'm wondering why I accidentally stayed up super late or can't fall asleep. When I'm literally just laying there scrolling and having my eyes just like tuned in and just focus on a screen, which is so not good for you. So I have been prioritizing a nighttime routine. So post skincare, I've been making hot tea, then spending about 30 to 45 minutes reading a book to calm myself down and really get in that cozy like wind down mode. And I've also invested in using a sleep spray with melatonin, which I definitely notice a difference in and seems to work really well. We all know the importance of getting good rest each night, yet I feel like it's the easiest thing to put on the back burner and not really prioritize. So sleep influences your cognitive focus, productivity, mood, immune system, skin, stress levels, like it literally connects to so much. So the reason why I'm working on getting better sleep, first and foremost, is just to set myself up for success the next day, like I said, and to avoid waking up with that extremely tired feeling because my body did not receive enough rest the night before. Like that's not something that I want. It's not a good start to your day and it just kind of really sets you up for having an awful morning. <laughs> so for me and my skin as well, with my skin journey, it's also important to prioritize sleep. In order to have healthy, radiant skin, you need to focus on getting that full recovery each night. So that's another reason why this is something that I'm working on. All right, now for the fun part, let's go ahead and chat about today's topic. For this episode and just to start the pod off strong, I thought talking about happiness in relation to success would be a great place to begin. And hopefully the key takeaway from this will be that, yes, they are undeniably intertwined and they probably always will be. But at the same time, there's a secret to success that isn't emphasized enough. In general, society seems to have a misconception about what success should be. And honestly, it's as if we have this term backwards in a way. Like I said, these two are undeniably related, but society seems to prioritize them in the wrong way. So how many times have you heard someone or even better yet yourself say, once I get this degree, that job, earn this promotion, land that business deal, earn this paycheck, lose that much weight, achieve that beauty standard, save this amount of money or purchase that type of car or house, get into that relationship, buy that pet, etc. Like whatever your idea of happiness would be, then you will be happy. It's so common to tie happiness to material items or even like make those types of things our goals because that is what our mind is trained to see as success. It's almost as if being able to show your worth in items, titles, or purchases is the way of measuring what you have accomplished. Now, don't get me wrong. I agree that it's great to be able to afford nice things or treat yourself to what contributes to making you feel good. And I definitely have my own ideas of milestones and big purchases I want to be able to make one day. But I think it's important to separate those material goals from the outlook that hitting those goals or milestones is what or how you will know you're successful. Like I said, the physical things in life shouldn't be how you measure your worth. It's also so crucial to understand that owning all the expensive things in the world won't and can't trump genuine happiness. So we see this play out so often in society from celebrities and just in general from people who have been able to have it all. It seems like they peak and are able to afford anything and everything. But they still speak about how their mental health issues never went away or the relationships in their life they messed up or missed out on because of the priority because of their priorities being unaligned. It's that consistent feeling of being lonely or unhappy that never goes away, no matter what they were able to have or, or afford materially. So it's just shocking to me that as a society, we still place this false notion that success can only be recognized as material items, credentials, titles, degrees, salaries, whatever you want to look at it as. 
Just think about it. How many times have you based your goals off material milestones you are longing to achieve instead of an inward feeling of contentness and happiness? Why do we as a society automatically respond to seeing success as that person just being lucky? And we also choose to invalidate the hard work somebody had to put in behind the scenes in order to achieve what they have. Luck has nothing to do with success. Because at the end of the day, anyone who experiences their dreams come true or even can claim success most definitely work their ass off to get it. So people who get a lucky break don't get success. And that's where people have it twisted. Those people will experience a short-term glimpse of success because there wasn't hours upon hours of work in the dark put in to develop and implement that sustainable habit or intentional mindset growth. Why do you think so many people who win the lottery blow the money? Because they're not equipped to handle it responsibly when they get that money because they don't have the pre-step to success in place, which is happiness. One of my favorite inspirational sayings or quotes that drives me personally is she gets what she wants because she works for it. But at the same time, I think it's important to stop and emphasize that from my perspective, that saying has a double meaning. So personally, the main message I take away from that saying is how in order to achieve sustainable success, you have to grow yourself first. Intentionally raising your happiness level and determining your priorities will allow you to achieve all the other stuff that correlates with having success without a doubt. And as a secondary bonus, it'll allow you to evolve yourself and your mindset first. Plus, everyone has a different idea of what success means to them, and this should be the case, which is why I love that saying, because it's basically outlining you will achieve whatever you are seeking if you put the work in to get it. It's not determining what you're going to get or what you want to achieve or what you should go and get or what you should be achieving. It's just a general statement that leaves the decision up to the reader, because in reality, it will be different for everybody. It depends on the individual, and that's the important part to realize, I think, about that quote. So for me, this means you get the feeling of security, confidence, and genuine happiness because you work at filling your cup each day and becoming the best version of yourself. You do this by prioritizing your health and wellness, ensuring some sort of physical activity happens each day, taking the time to unwind at night and prioritizing a good morning routine, and also, like I said before, getting the right amount of sleep. It can also look like surrounding yourself with good company, filling your mind with positive and encouraging audio tracks like podcasts or eating whole foods, and maybe even includes like reading 10 pages of a really good book each day. Another impactful set of habits to incorporate may be to create a list of non-negotiables, things that you will hit each day, week, or month, and to hold yourself accountable when it comes to work-life balance so you don't allow or welcome in burnout. Burnout typically leads to your like partner, family, friends, whoever it may be, receiving the worst version of you each evening or weekend after your occupation closes out for that day or for that week. And why would you want to be the reason that negative energy is created in those settings and situations and relationships? It can also mean that you are excelling in your career. And if that's something that you prioritize and is important to you because you love what you do, then that's a great thing to look at as well. You show up each day, you're a reliable employee, you deliver quality work and are a team player, and you're adding value. This means you're able to experience that reward of time off from work or getting paid well for what you do because you're putting in that consistency and that effort each day, day in and day out. It all ties back to one of the most well-known theories, which is known as the law of attraction. And this theory basically outlines that once you evolve yourself, everything else will naturally match that energy. You are attracting the standard in every area because you did it for yourself first. And there are even a few other popular sayings with the same underlying concept as the law of attraction. If you have ever heard what you focus on magnifies or be happy and the reason will appear, 
I personally love this outlook and these sayings because I think it teaches that in order to be able to seek out happiness, you must first shift your mind to see success as a sequence of achievements, proud moments, and ideas that are constantly evolving in all of the different phases you will go through, rather than just defining success as a single or final destination. So getting rid of the mentality, when I get this, whatever your this may be, I will have achieved success. And instead, you're training your mind to recognize how proud you are for how far you have come and all that you are working towards, and that's both personally and professionally. So the effort will eventually equal the payoff. It always does, but your mindset will allow you to see that if you don't give yourself the credit you deserve for where you are currently at in the process of getting there. So all in all, I think the gap ultimately boils down to the failure of being taught at a young age to look for opportunities. And I say this because when those opportunities do cross your path, because they are bound to, your mind isn't trained to recognize their potential right in front of you. Creating, seeking out, and then in return being able to recognize opportunities should be a key conversation that we are having as you're advancing through teenage and young adult years. And that's just my opinion, of course, but it's also something many people miss and that we should be benefiting from rather than missing out on. So for example, I saw the law of attraction in real time as soon as I sat down to write out a list of my defining moments. In preparation for that intro episode, I sat down, I brainstormed, and I just kind of thought about what these defining moments were for me and my wellness journey so far. And looking back at the sequence of events, there was an undeniable pattern in terms of negativity versus positivity. It was all based on who I was surrounding myself with, what I was spending my free time doing, the personal growth and development books I was not consistently reading, and everything I was feeding my body and mind in between. That ultimately led up to the big shift that occurred in my life a year and a half, almost two years ago at this point, and it's not coincidental that after I started being intentional about leveling up that literally every defining moment afterwards was a moment with a positive connotation rather than a negative one. Going back to the common outlook, what you focus on magnifies, think about how true this really is. It's that concept that you attract or notice what you tend to focus on and think about. So whether it's a certain type of car you are thinking of purchasing appearing on the road more often now or a super popular article of clothing or fashion trend becoming more popular and you're aware of it and seeing everybody else wear it. This has been happening to me recently and it's actually kind of crazy once you are aware of it because I've been thinking and looking at trading in my car in the near future and I want a Subaru Crosstrek and now all of a sudden I see the Crosstreks absolutely everywhere I go. So it's also proven by how our RAS works, which is the reticular activating system. And basically, this is a network of neurons located in the brainstem, and these project to the brain and directly to the cortex. It's basically the mental muscle that allows you to recalibrate and train your mind. And it also mediates your overall level of consciousness, too. So it's that filter for what you do or do not care about, what you are aware of, and also what you internally believe to be important. Another example of this, outside of that example of seeing cars on the road or seeing fashion trends pop up more, is social media algorithms. These are a perfect example of this, and they figured out how the brain is connected to noticing and collecting these personal interests, and they made sure the algorithms online can do it too. These algorithms literally tailor ads to those interests and what you spend your time looking at on Instagram or TikTok. Then they build a For You page with more and more content, with this or ads, which is totally creepy, but also kind of impressive in a weird way because it's copying that natural system we have going on in our head. So after making this connection, I had to point that out and talk about it because I was absolutely mind blown. (laughs) 
So of course, happiness is going to be directly correlated to your mindset and how you view success. But ultimately, the output of anything is always based on the input. So how you correlate the two terms will dictate that connection. To wrap up the episode, I kind of wanted to talk about what inspired this topic. For those who may not be familiar with the book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, you need to go right to the show notes after this episode and purchase this book off Amazon immediately. This book has been the biggest game changer in my wellness journey and just life and mindset in general. It teaches a concept that applies to your daily decisions and how the principles of the slight edge are always either working for you or against you. And I wanted to quickly read the description of the book before I dive into my takeaways. So the description of the book reads, the slight edge is a way of thinking, a way of processing information that enables you to make the daily choices that will lead you to the success and happiness you desire. Learn why some people make dream after dream come true, while others just continue dreaming and spend their lives building dreams for somebody else. It's not just another self-help motivation tool of methods you must learn in order to travel the path to success. It shows you how to create powerful results from the simple daily activities of your life by using tools that are already within you. So I most recently recommended this book to my mom who finished reading my copy a few weeks ago and then um, she went out and bought two more right away. One for her to give to my aunt and also one for her to pass on to my brother. And I just think that's so cool because the power of recommendations and knowing something when you see it. I first read this book in January of 2021 and that was like a huge defining moment and start to my wellness journey. And it was the information at the time that I needed to really like power kick me into that mode, (laughs) I guess, if you will. And then I read it again a couple months later and I went back and when I was reading it, Obviously, I'm seeing all of the highlights, the notes, the sections that I've kind of like thought about that first time, and I'm continuing to highlight and underline more. I'm getting different takeaways this time while still recognizing the other takeaways because it's just such good information and it's compounding to really teach you how to be on that success curve. So the book is truly for all ages and it has many amazing takeaways, and it also just kind of shows you how to implement the slight edge concept in your life. And my favorite part about it is the personal stories that are collected throughout the years and included. I think seeing other people and how it's affected them and what they chose to focus on and really apply the slight edge to is so cool. So I wanted to kind of highlight a chapter specifically in this book called The Secret of Happiness. In this chapter, he talks about how you gain and realize happiness by doing simple things and you do them every single day. Happiness is never the result of some huge or out of reach achievement it's always created by simple daily disciplines done each day repeatedly and consistently so just like unhappiness is due to not doing those things every single day this coincides with what i said earlier about how happiness has to be there before the job before the house car relationship whatever you're looking at as your way of measuring that you made it And in the book, he states, the more you raise your own happiness level, the more likely you will start achieving all of those things you want to achieve. So I guess staying on the topic of the slight edge and wrapping up this episode, my gut punch for the week is actually from the happiness chapter of this book. The quote is from Albert Schweitzer. I think I'm saying that last name right. (laughs) And he reads, success is not the key to happiness. Happiness is the key to success. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in and listening. Like I said, I'm going to link that book in the show notes. It is a need in your life in any type of wellness journey or mindset journey whatever you're going through this book can apply to absolutely any area of your life and it is teaches such sustainable happy habits and it just really shows a really almost simple way of thinking and 
kind of applying what you already have and what you already know to make sure you come out on top. So if this episode was a good listen for you, please share it with somebody who may agree or you want to hear this. And don't forget to leave me a review. I'm so excited to grow this platform and bring more information your way next week. Tune in and go, like I said, go buy that book, follow my podcast journey, and we will be coming back next week with another super fun episode. Have a great rest of your evening, morning, day, whenever and wherever you are listening to this. I appreciate you so much. And like I said, we'll tune in next week.